With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome to the Voices of the Week podcast with me, Mike Duffy, and as you can see, Joe Thomas. We will be joined by Ben, um, hopefully in uh, a couple of minutes actually. He uh, he went to the game, so we're bringing you a perspective. And just as I said that, he's, uh, he's in the waiting room, but we'll add him in in a sec. We're bringing you a perspective of watching it at home, which me and Joe did, uh, and Ben, who was at the game. So... Um, I'm going to add Ben in now straight away, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, Ben's now in. So, Ben, thank you for joining us, mate. You all good? Evening, boys. Yeah, all good, thank you. Um, sorry if it's a bit loud. I'm currently walking back to my car along Catterbury Drive. The rain's no. still pelting down and this car's going <laughs> past. So, yeah, apologies if you can't hear me too much. But, yeah, yeah, all good, thanks, mate. Um, cool, that, that was an entertaining game, wasn't it? It was, it was, yeah. And, uh, and Joe, we get to watch it. In the, the warmth of our homes, it, it, it was absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah, lovely to know. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I uh, I don't envy you, Ben, but you know. I'll tell you what, it, it was raining that much. The rookery was leaking. There was it was like a waterfall in like about five, six different areas, <laughs> and people was moving from their seats trying to get away from it. But then the wind was blowing and blowing it in a different direction. It was soaking everyone. It, it was quite <laughs> funny to be fair. <laughs> Um, before we dive into things tonight, um, obviously this is different, this is new to us, uh, we're trialling to see if this is going to work, uh, we know the, the boys, the fantastic lads over at Do Not Scratch Your Eyes tend to do a, a, a Twitter space straight after the game, but we've uh, we've really struggled I suppose since since we started the podcast, me and Ben, uh, at sort of getting regular content out after midweek games, because it sort of messes the schedule up, you know, you you, you have a preview lined up for a Saturday game and then you realise, shit, oh, we're playing on a Wednesday or a Tuesday. So, um, providing all goes well tonight, we're going to try and look to do uh, a live. Obviously, we're live on Facebook, we're live on uh, YouTube as well at the moment. So, uh, hopefully you guys uh, enjoy it and, yeah, pop your, your comments in about what you thought about the game. But, Joe, I'll come to you first. Just one change tonight. Kone coming for uh, for Tom Deli Bashiru. Now, personally... I think Kone, when he come on at the weekend against Birmingham City, he was superb. He was fantastic. And I'm jumping the gun a bit here, Joe, but I think he sort of started off, picked up where he left off, really. I thought he was superb tonight. 
Yeah, I thought he was really good as well. I thought he did well. Um, I thought his passing was good. Um, I thought he got stuck in, um, in 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 all the challenges that were coming in. Um, he was unlucky, obviously, not to score as well, didn't, wouldn't he, with the header? Um, and then the one in the first half where he just um, over the bar for a one-on-one. -on -one. So yeah. yeah, he was getting uh, he was getting right involved tonight. I thought, um, yeah, I, I thought he fully deserved his start tonight. And after and um, and Ben, your reaction to to the one change tonight? Obviously, uh, Bio come back on the bench as well for KM Bay. But what what was your reaction when you saw the team moves at, at quarter to seven tonight? Uh, I kind of expected maybe Andrews to come in for Ingakia over on the right hand side, um, mm. but yeah, I thought Kone played himself into that starting lineup when he came on last weekend. It was fantastic, and he, he carried on tonight. I thought he was one of the better players for Watford tonight. But um, yeah, maybe would have brought Andrews in from the start. But yeah, other than that, no complaints. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it took all of three minutes. To, for the game to really kick into life. Well, that first half to kick into life, the second half was shite. Can't imagine we'll talk about that too much. But um, Tom Ince got his first goal of his Watford career, brilliantly worked. Um, and, and I think that's the frustrating thing, Joe, is, you know, for all the times we see the slow build-up, like pretty much the second half, and hey, listen, you know, the weather's not going to help matters. I get that. No, but there's a lot of slow build-up and, you know, players getting the ball and walking and then playing it back. But what's frustrating is we shown not just tonight with Tom Ince's goal and, and other goals this season, but we've shown when we speed it up and we get a good pattern going, we look a dangerous team. That that was a beautiful move for the first goal, wasn't it? It was. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a great um great pass from loser and then obviously great vision from Tom to put it in the top corner. Um, but we saw with both goals, I thought moving it more quickly creates space quicker. And and obviously both both players got a lot of space to get their shots away and they both ended up in the back of the net. So it just shows if you go pass the ball a bit quicker, then you do create that space and doesn't give the other team a chance to close down, does it? So No, absolutely. And, and... I think what impressed me the most with that first goal, sorry to jump in, but it was... Um... It was over on the left-hand side and Morris got like the deftest little touch on it to get it out yeah. of the, the way of the West Brom player. And then he played a quick one-two with Martins and Martins was away. And it was, I totally agree with you. It was, the, the quicker we move the ball, we look a threat. But so many times in that game, I saw I slow it down when we was in a really good opportunity. And it was, it's just so frustrating to work. And we could see today, like when we moved it quickly, we scored two fantastic goals. And I just wish we saw that a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And, and keeping with you, Ben, um, you know, took, took the lead. It was great. You know, uh, first goal in the first half since QPR at home, I believe. Um, or, or is it first home? Or did we first go? Home goal. Yeah, yeah, first home goal, I think, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Coventry, we, uh, we we scored in the first half, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's two minutes past ten on a, on a Wednesday night, so you'll have to bear with me, guys. My brain's a bit on its arse, but... Um, obviously, you know, that's what we've been wanting. We want sort of quick starts. That's something Watford have struggled with for, for many a season now, really. Um, and then two real big sort of preventable goals. And it seems to be a, a bit of a running theme at the moment, Ben. You know, we you look at that Coventry game, they score all three. And really, we gifted all three to them. Uh, and again, a real gift from the gods for West Brom tonight. Uh, both fullbacks. Um, that first one, what Ngaki is doing there. I know he's tried to put his foot through it to clear it initially, but for God's sake, to bring down the player on the edge of the box. I mean, 
it, it, it would have annoyed me any team he'd done that against, but more so because, you know, John Swift, that's his bread and butter. You know, he, he scores free kicks, he scores long-range goals, and, you know, that that's that's what he's known for doing. But firstly, Ben, how annoying was it that Ngakia played himself into trouble like that? And tell me how you thought Ngakia did, because I don't think it was his best game. And secondly, I mean, you were right behind the goal. What on earth was Batman doing, lining up? Like, what was he doing for that free kick? It, it was It was not good at all, was it, Ben? Not, not at all. Um, it, it doesn't look good, and obviously Batman's going to get the the um, the abuse because he should have maybe done better. But for me, it was avoidable. We shouldn't have passed. It was about on the right hand side, and Gaki played himself into trouble. But he ended up lounging in and um, conceding a free kick on the edge of the box. And like you say, John Swift, that's bread and butter for him. If he can get it down and over a wall, then it's a goal. Um, but it, it, he just saw that Batman went over to the right side quickly and there was a massive gap on the left. And it, All he had to do was just stand on the left-hand side because the right-hand side, that's covered by the wall. If a ball goes mm -hmm. under and into the goal, that's a fantastic try from Swift and you can't do anything with it. Just stay out to the left. He, he could have just caught that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I maybe uh, I watched the, the replay and it's almost like he went to his left but then changed his mind at the last minute and as soon as you do that as a goalkeeper, as soon as your feet are committed one way, you, you're not getting back over and he's wrong-footed himself. Like you say, should have thought about it better because the, the right-hand side is covered by the wall. Um, not a good night for Ngakia tonight, Joe. Do, do you agree? I think that was one of his worst yeah. performances in a Watford shirt. Yeah, I wasn't impressed at all. I, I'll be honest, I said to you guys before, I, I didn't think he should have started anyway. I thought I was surprised that Andrews didn't start after his performance, after coming on against um, against Birmingham. I thought he played like Kone in his, his way into the starting eleven, but didn't didn't happen for him tonight, which is a shame. But hopefully, well, I say hopefully, after Ngaki's performance tonight, I, I kind of expect Andrews to start on Saturday now, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I said the exact same thing as you in our group chat before that I, I was very surprised that Andrews didn't play. Um, another man who I'm surprised didn't play, uh, well, from the start at least, was um, was Jamal Lewis. Now, I must hold my hands up here. Obviously, you know, prattling around for the, the, the West Brom second goal, um, you know, James Morris caught with a ball under his feet and dicking around with it yet again. Uh, another blunder from a fullback, and I must say, Ben, Jed Wallace didn't have to take that goal really well. It was a tight angle, but again, architects of our own downfall there, and shouldn't be dicking around with it there, should we, Ben? Hundred percent. No, shouldn't have been dicking around with it at all. Um, if Morris just cleared his line, that wouldn't have gone in. And again, it's it's two goals that are avoidable, and we've just gifted West Brom those goals tonight because we've scored two fantastic goals, gifted them two. We should be talking about a two-nil victory tonight, but yet we're talking about a two-two draw because our fullbacks have been well. They're, they're at fault tonight, aren't they? If Morris just cleared his line. Um, we would have um, gone up the pitch, we probably would have had an attack and who, who would have known, we could have maybe had another opportunity at scoring. But instead, he's far off the belt and Jed Wallace is just, he, he was just a little bit quicker than our uh, central defenders, wasn't he? And he just got there ahead of him and just hope poked that in. It, it was a quality finish, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and luckily for us, we uh, we didn't sort of let our guard down after that because West Brom sort of grew into the game, I think, Joe. And, you know, last season, when we went, if we'd have gone 2-1 down, you sort of fear the worst a little bit. And, 
you know, maybe West Brom would have smelt blood. But Matthias Martins does it again. And um, for, for you, I was going to mention this at the end of the show, but for, for you guys watching, whether it's now or watching back, um, the Leeds United preview is out tomorrow. And I said to the Leeds fan that Matthias Martins has got this really annoying knack of cutting in on his stronger foot and shooting from outside the box. And I said, you know, a lot of the time it'll, it'll go over, but there's been a couple of times he's got him in, you know, uh, against Coventry. And he did just that tonight, Joe. It was a brilliant finish. And that's his trademark now, isn't it? He very much like Chucho, it reminds me of. But took his goal superbly. And again, I think he was solid tonight. Yeah, he was. He was very good. I thought I was very impressed with him. Every time he gets the ball, he looks a threat. He just looks hungry to go forward. He looks like that sort of player we need. In the, he, like um, like Ince, both should be starting. Obviously, they both scored tonight. They're, they're both good at what they do. They're going to be a threat all season for us if, if they continue the way they are. So, yeah, can't can't really fault him or Tom Ince tonight for me. I thought they were both both good. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know, hopefully, Martins is starting on a, on on Saturday because again, not to give too much away from the Leeds preview, it sounds like they're uh, they're very much playing with. Uh, I think it's their left back, isn't their first choice left back? I don't think they've got one, so I think Sam Byron's playing out there as sort of a makeshift. So um, I know you know Martins won't be up against him directly, but. You know, yeah. if, uh, if if we're playing against uh, someone who's not a sort of competent left-back, then, you know, why not switch it round? So, fingers crossed, and he uh, continues in his rich vein of form. John Marks uh, made a, a very good stat tonight. Uh, he said that every game Matthias Martins has scored in for Watford, we've not lost. Uh, and obviously, that continued tonight, 2-2 draw. But, Ben, a bit of a recurring theme. Um, second half. And listen, I think a lot of this is weather. You know, a lot of this is down to the weather. But that second half was so, so flat. You know, West Brom probably started and had the better of the second half overall. Is that something you'd agree with, Bev? Yeah, definitely. But the um, weather definitely played its part in that second half. The heavens just opened. It got heavier. It got windier. It was difficult conditions for the players. But yeah, West Brom came out stronger. We maybe um, tussled it back a little bit and then started getting our foot on the ball and created some chances. A really good um, save by um, Palmer from a Kone header, which was tipped onto the crossbar. But apart from that, there wasn't really much there to um, for both teams, really. It was a bit of a scrappy affair that second half. Absolutely, and we saw a triple change as, as usual, Joe, on the uh, just before the hour mark. Uh, the hour mark, yeah, fifty-seven minutes. Espria, Andrews, and Lewis all on. Int and Gakia and Morisov. Um, Espria again. Uh, he, he just continues to wow, and he really is the type of player you want coming off the bench because he's a live wire more than anything. And sometimes in a game, you know, when it's a bit flat, you just need someone that's going to run and run and run and run. And Espria does that, and he's so full of these tricks. And he made a couple of really clever passes, but unfortunately, you know, Bio or Rajovic just couldn't get on the end of them. But how good was Espria when he came on? Yeah, I was really, again, it, it, another impressive performance for him after coming in, coming on. I thought he was good, not only obviously on the uh, on the wing, but uh, what impressed me was he got involved in the middle of the park today. There's a couple of times where he picked up the ball off, taking the ball off people, and actually getting a fit in and. And driving forward, as you mentioned there, there was a uh, if a pass had been a bit better to Bayer, I think he nicked the ball in midfield, 
and tried to play a through pass to um to bio but he couldn't get on the end of it so yeah he, he he's just improving isn't he more and more as he's as he's getting more game time he'll be um he'll, he'll be mustered soon i think for us uh, very exciting yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it won't be long before he can, like you say, force his way into that starting eleven and and sort of make that place his own. But we've got some good options on that right. You know, Tom Ince obviously scoring his first goal today. He's already got an assist to his name after the Coventry game as well. Um, so you know, we, we're certainly blessed in those positions, which is which is good for once. Ben, I, I want to get your uh, viewpoint on Matty Pollock um, coming on. So obviously, Ryan Porteous took an absolute knock. First things first, obviously, it's right in front of you. That follow-up where he's took the knock initially, do you think that, that there was there was a hint of a penalty in that? Would you say more so than the um, Ryan Andrews one, which I must hold my hand up, it was a brilliant tackle from Keeper, I think it was. But, yeah, yeah what, what were your thoughts on the, um, the Porteous uh, sort of following? And it was a shame to see him come off. And you know it's bad if a player like Porto has to come off because he's a real hard bastard. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, you know with Porto, if he stays down, there's something wrong with him. But um, it, it, that, that's the challenge in itself. It, it was difficult to see. Like You know where I'm sat? I'm directly behind the goal in the rookie, about 10 rows up. I had the rain going in my face. There were so many players in front of it as well. So it was difficult to see. You guys probably had a better view watching it from the TV. What, what were they saying on the TV? Were they saying there was a possible shout for a penalty? or? No. no, not really. They didn't really mention anything about it, to be honest with you. They just said he, I think the commentator just said he was down injured and there was it. He didn't really, the commentary wasn't that great, I'll be honest, on the telly for well, that. Well, you were watching on the, the Red Button, I was watching on Hive Live and Tommy Smith sort of mentioned it as a passing comment that he thought it was more of a penalty than the um, Ryan Andrews one. I think everyone was in agreement. Obviously, the initial sort of impact, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. The initial sort of impact of the Ryan Andrews one, like everyone's, of course, he's going to be like up in arms and like, whoa, what the hell? Um, but like after you watch it, you think, fucking hell, that was a that was a decent, decent challenge. And he's a good centre back. He's at keeper. He scored twice against Watford last season, uh, so still having a few nightmares about him. But uh, yeah, it was a shame to see him come off. I mean, Pollock come on and sort of, I think Joe did the did what was asked of him. I don't think he. He looked out of place. I must hold my hands up, though. And, you know, if anyone that knows him or family's watching or anything, don't take this personally. But my heart was in my mouth a little bit when he came on. I did think, you know, I still have flashbacks to that Millwall game. But, you know, he, he, he yeah, he, he, he did what was needed, really, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't He didn't really put a foot wrong, to be honest. He didn't really have enough time, if, if truth be told, to put a foot wrong. He came on and was just solid. And like you say, he did what he needed to do. He did what we needed to do is to see the kind of see the game out. It didn't really look like after he came on that either team was really doing too much. Either team, both teams, mm -hmm. sorry, looked quite happy for the draw at that point. It just looked like they wanted to come off, didn't they? <laughs> to be Absolutely. I, I think it did get to that stage where, you know, Tommy Smith again, he mentioned that when the weather's like that, you know, the Watford did look a bit leggy, you know, your kit weighs a little bit heavier and your legs start to get a bit dreary and, yeah, I, there was a couple of half chances, wasn't there, Ben, sort of in that second half, especially towards the end. And I think West Brom sort of showed that it was clear that they were quite happy to play for the point, whereas Watford really were trying to, you know, get that last goal, last ditch goal like we did on Saturday. But 
Would you say, Ben, draw a fair result, you know, based on what you've just gone and watched at Watford there? Absolutely not. We should be talking about a 2 0 victory tonight, and the fullbacks are fucked up. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't, I don't know if I'm sounding a bit too harsh, but in my eyes, we've gifted them two goals, and I, I don't think the draw would be a fair result because, other than that, um, Batman made two really good saves from distance. But other than that, they didn't really knock on the door massively, did they? So, in my eyes, we should be talking about three points in Watford, and we should be sitting in 14th place. We should have been maybe seven for eight with three points. What about you, Joe? You you agreeing with Ben there? I don't know. The the I, obviously that that Thomas Asante was the one that had the uh, the two shots, didn't he? The one that yeah. Ben mentioned. Obviously, one was from distance. The other was a bit closer and a a, a, a better save because he was closer to goal. I I thought. Um, but they did have a couple of chances. I thought um, to. There was a chance. There was a bit of a shout for a penalty where the ref kind of didn't really was unmoved. I don't know if you kind of remember that, where the ball came across and someone was going in and they slid into. Yeah, I think goal. that was um, Furlong. Yeah. yeah, I think it was either Furlong or Townsend, I think it was, that did yeah. that. So, yeah, there was a couple of chances. I, I, I think toward, maybe towards the back end of that second half, other than the long-range shot, I thought when they went forward, they looked a little bit more threatening in terms of creating a bit more space for chances. But... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think a draw probably is a, a, a fair result based on the saves that Batman's had to make. But then saying that, Kone obviously had the keepers had to make the save from Palmer's made the save from Kone. So, yeah, maybe we probably did just edge it slightly. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we, you create your own luck in this league, don't you? You, you come away with a draw. That's Absolutely. It. No, I, I think uh, I was thinking towards the end of the game, if West Brom do sort of a, a man of the match vote and it goes to Twitter, I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if their goalkeeper wins it because he uh, he pulled off some really smart saves tonight. And that that one from Kone in the in the second half, um, like to 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 get down and tip it onto the bar, it's it actually yeah, reminded me this game. this is going to uh, this is going to jog a few memories. If you remember Stevenage in the cup and Jonathan Bonds made this absolute oh, world yeah, of a brave yeah. low down. Yeah. Um, it reminded me a little bit of that. But yeah, he uh, he he kept them in it. And look, like you said, you could probably flip the coin and sort of look on the other side and say that Batman kept us in it. I know he, he fucked up for the, the free kick goal, but that, that save from Thomas Asante, the second one in, in late yeah, on in the game, that, that was brilliant. And um, commentary said that it was very cashless, Michael-esque, and yeah. you know, I, I instantly knew what they meant. You know, really, really, you know, made himself big, brought himself out real quick, and you know, I, I think I, I can't say I don't know whether I can say made up for the error for the free kick because it was it was a bit of a daft goal to let him. But yeah, if you look on it, you know, I'll probably wake up tomorrow and look back on it and think, like Ben said, you know, we've gifted them two goals there, and it's another two points dropped, a bit like the Coventry game. There's four points straight away. You know, we're sitting in 14th, like Ben said, on nine points. You know, you 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 cut those errors out and we could be in the playoffs now on 13 points. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll make up for it in, in other games and I'm sure there's games where we, we'll pick up points where we perhaps don't, you know, deserve yeah. it or pick up three points. Look, look at Birmingham, for example. You know, that, that was... Yeah. 
that was heading for a nil nil and, and, and we snatched to it. Dug it out, yeah. So you know what? I, I know I probably sound like a grumpy old man because I, I, I'm only in about the two goals that we're giving away tonight. But I, I sat in a, the rain and the wind, and um, it, it's probably got to my head a little bit. But I, I still came away entertained because that, that's so much more entertaining than what we've seen the last two seasons. So I, I, I do feel entertained. It's just. In my, my point of view, I'm just still a bit frustrated, especially when you make the effort, you go to the games, and you, you sit in the rain and you get drenched by the waterfall coming out of the rookery, and then you see our full-backs pissing about with it, and, and then there's two goals from the back of it. So I, Maybe I'll wake up a little bit in the morning and be like, OK, maybe a draw would have been a fair result. So I, I'm just wet through at the moment. <laughs> yeah, if you were... You and twenty-two players and the referee and his lino, I think they're the they're the most drenched sort of going home now. But uh, yeah, I mean that that result, as Ben said, leaves us fourteenth, nine points run at the moment. Um, we are three points outside the playoffs. There's a there's a lot of teams between us and the playoffs. Um, Hall got a draw tonight, which lifted them into the the, the playoffs. They they drew with Leeds, and um, obviously we got Leeds on Saturday. Leeds actually had a man sent off, so. Joe Rodon won't be playing on Saturday because he got two yellow cards. Uh, and also, uh, Willie Nonso, is it? He um, he come off, I think. Or did, yeah, he come off in the first half, so maybe an injury there. Uh, so, something to keep an eye on because I think he's half decent. But that result actually puts us fourth in the home table. So, we've played five games at home more than anyone because of the... Uh, original home game against QPR. We've picked up eight points. Um, now, only Preston, who have got 12 points from four at home, and Cardiff and Norwich, who have got nine points from four games, uh, they, they better us. So, the home form is steadily improving, and as Ben rightly said there, we are entertained, and it is much better than last season, and there is hope still. Uh, and I must admit, uh, Joe, I want to get your thoughts on this. How are you feeling now heading into Saturday? Because it's a big game. Ellen Road's not an easy place to go. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game, especially with Rodon now not playing. Uh, you know, Glonto, if he's um, if he's not playing, they were a bit lacklustre from what they were saying on the telly tonight. They showed some. They showed a, a few chances that were that both sides were having. These didn't look that great. Um, Got to give a uh, while I think of this. I've got to give a shout out to the woodwork this season because uh, I mentioned it in our chat. That's the sixth time now we've hit the woodwork this season, That's which crazy. is just inc- which is incredible for us. Like <laughs> you know, I say we don't do it enough and we don't like shoot. But we're clearly shooting enough and we're, we're we're doing the right things. We're just not getting that little bit of luck sometimes. So um, so yeah, is we're, we're heading in the right direction definitely. I, I, like. Ben said it's entertaining and it's it's a lot mm. more enjoyable to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And Ben, just before we wrap it up, I want to get your final thoughts. How are you feeling now heading into to Saturday? Are you feeling a bit confident? Um, I don't know. It's, it's Ellen Road. It's Leeds United. It's um, they seem to have clicked at the right time for me. Joel Peru just. He scores goals for fun at this level, and now he's getting the delivery at Leeds United. He seems a serious threat. And with uh, Ryan Porteous going off injured, that's a big concern for me. What's, what's Val going to do with the team? Is he going to drop Serie to at the back? I bloody hope he does. 
because um, I, I do not want to be seeing a centre-back pairing of Hoot and Pollock away at Leeds. Um, so I think Sirielta and um, Hoot would be for once for me and then maybe bring back Tom Delhi or um, Livermore into that centre. But I, I am a little bit worried um, going to Leeds, if I'm totally honest, because we've, we've seen our defence leak goals away at Coventry and now we've seen it tonight at home to West Brom and we're going to Leeds United and they score an awful lot of goals they've scored loads of goals away away from home um, against Ipswich and Ipswich aren't any faults they've done it at Millwall at the weekend as well and Millwall they've normally got a good defensive record as well so coming up against a Watford team that have been leaky at the back I, I do worry about this and I, I would snatch your hands off now if you offered me a point yeah, yeah. Well, I, I said exactly the same. So let's get a quick score prediction from you both, Joe. You go first, mate. Uh, it's all it's all set up for a one 0 Watford away win, isn't it? <laughs> I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I, uh, yeah, we'll take that. Ben, score prediction. Three 0 Leeds. Ooh, three 0 Leeds. He's, he's cold and wet. He's cold and wet. Yeah. <laughs> I've got brain freeze. <laughs> well. Uh, We'll ask him in the group chat tomorrow morning when he's warmed up. Get a get a nice cup of tea down here when you get home, Ben. Um, but no, uh, that that leads me on nicely. Actually, uh, we'll we'll wrap it up there just before the thirty minute mark. So that leads me on nicely, as I say, um, to the the podcast is coming out tomorrow. Uh, so you're going to get two podcasts in uh, in twenty four hours, really. So this is obviously on Facebook and YouTube. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to pop it out as a podcast straight away, uh, so it'll be available like straight away for you as soon as we finish here. Uh, and then tomorrow morning at seven o'clock, you're going to get another podcast, which is me speaking to a chap called Adam, who's a Leeds fan, uh, and me and him talk about the game and everything else. And it's basically like two mates speaking, and I've just happened to hit a record button. So. It's uh, it's quite a chilled one. It's uh, it's quite a funny one. A lot of memories and sort of talking about both sort of squads. And it's not the usual. I ask question after question after question. It's you know back and forth, back and forth. So uh, hopefully you like it. It's a little bit different. And he advises on the best away pubs and best places to park as well. So uh, we're going to be doing that as a feature for the away games going forward. Um, but yeah, that'll be out seven o'clock in the morning on YouTube, on Facebook, and as a podcast. So yeah, lucky, lucky, uh, you know, you lot are very lucky to you got two podcasts in uh, in twenty four hours. But thank you very much for joining us. The numbers have been good tonight. I uh, I hope you've enjoyed watching. If you're watching live or if you're rewatching it, uh, we're going to be looking at doing this going forward for midweek games. I know it's a little bit late. And, uh, and people want to get to bed with work in the morning and whatnot. So, yeah, appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the likes, uh, like button, hit the subscribe button, and hit the bell notification button as well. So every time we go live, you'll be notified. And every time we put a video out, you'll be notified as well. But from me, Mike Duffy, Joe Thomas, and Ben Aiton, thank you very, very much for watching. Stay safe, stay warm. And uh, come on, you horns. Sports Social Podcast Network.